1: Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, May 28th, Memorial Day weekend. It is a three-day weekend for most people. Uh, if you have to work on Monday, I apologize. Uh, that's no fun. Uh, it should be a three-day weekend for everybody, but. Hopefully, for most of you out there, it's a three-day weekend. Hopefully, you're doing something fun. Uh, Joining me today, as always, Jimmy Christensen. Jimmy, it's great to be back with you. We were off last week. um, And, you know, well, first of all, uh, do do you have to work on Monday? Are you off all three days this weekend? Dude, I'm still on paternity leave, so
2: I don't have to work for, like, the next two weeks. Oh, nice. I'm going going a little crazy right now because... I don't know. There's so many times where I'm like, I don't know what to do. I just sit and watch my kids play with like trucks, and I'm like, this it's fun. But after like a couple hours, I'm like, I am so bored right now. But yeah, and no, I got another two weeks off.
1: Well, there you go. Hey, that's a that's a great deal. Well, but I mean, would you normally have it off if you weren't on leave? Yeah, yeah, we would have off. Okay, so do they like retroactively like give that back to you? Because like, I mean you're using leave and then you're not necessarily getting the, the bonus day there. Honestly, you just gave me a great question to
2: ask my HR department because they'll probably really, tell you no. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, dude, sorry. You're out of luck. This is corporate America. We don't, we don't help you out.
1: <laughs> well, uh, that's exciting that you're still on leave. So you'll be able to spend some time with the family. Are you guys doing anything for the, for the, the, uh, Memorial day weekend?
2: Not too much. We have, a. Uh, so next weekend we go down to Milwaukee for uh, our newest one's baptism. So we have this weekend's kind of just relaxing and hanging out. Uh just because okay. we know we have a busy one next weekend. So probably go to the lake, uh, have this kids swim for a little bit, but nothing crazy. Nice. Ha- have a couple drinks. Same old, same old. Nice.
1: Yeah, see, I've got uh, I've got the interesting weekend, and so my in-laws they, they got a they got a lake house, so uh that's where I am at currently. Um, but I have a clash of the families this weekend. Not only am I here with my in-laws, but my parents are here. So, um, they they get along pretty well so far. So, I mean, doesn't seem to be any issues, but you know, I, I know with some people they're like, Oh, like my family would be
2: a battle Royale. Someone's dying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's, it's been fun. We, we just got back from a drunken pontoon ride and, um, yeah. So it's been fun. So hopefully, uh, first of all, thank you all of you who are listening, uh, for making us part of your, you know, Memorial day weekend. Uh, Jimmy and I were joking before we started recording that it's the Sunday of Memorial day weekend. There's going to be like six people listening to this. So, um, if you're one of those six people, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you spending some time with, uh, me and Jimmy making, uh, Hooligans of ourselves. Yeah, uh, Nick will
2: try uh, his best not to slur after his boat ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're do- doing
1: doing the doing the best I can right now. So, uh, well, Jimmy, let's let's talk some Packers stuff here. Um, so, we wanted to quickly touch on uh, at the uh, the new kickoff rule. Um, as by now, I'm sure everybody knows the NFL has instated um, the college rule essentially for kickoffs as well now where uh on kickoffs you can call for a fair catch anywhere on the field and you can bring the ball out to the 25 yard line uh just it just as it would be a touchback um and I know a lot of people are upset about it and I mean I don't know like the way I look at it I don't really care because it only matters if your returner calls for a fair catch so I know everybody's like oh we got Nixon now and he's like this great kickoff returner and you know, and it's like well, yeah, he's still going to continue to be a great kickoff returner as long as he never puts his hand up in the air, he'll just be able to return the ball like normal. So, uh, Jimmy, just in general, like, what do you think of the rule? Like, do you, do you like it? Um, I personally like, I'm conflicted. I I think there's something great about college and pro being similar but different. So I don't like yeah. the idea that they that they seem to be coming together, um, you know, almost to form kind of the same sport, but. Ultimately, I guess it's not a huge deal again, because like I said, you know, unless your returner waits for a fair catch, it doesn't really change anything. But what what do you think of the rule? We talked a little bit
2: about this before the show. And like, I don't I think the only thing to be upset about is like knowing this might be like a precursor to like them just somehow eliminating kickoffs eventually, like down the road, they're slowly progressing towards that. And from that standpoint, yes, I think it's BS. The kickoff's a part of the game. Uh, It's a fun part, too. I know a lot of injuries come there, but it's also when you get. we, We finally experienced that with Keyshawn Nixon last year of like just the insane reaction when you finally get a kickoff return for a touchdown. So, like, eliminating that stinks. But, like you said, as long as you don't call a fair catch, it does not affect you. Like, do you, for like fans upset, like, Keyshawn Nixon, take takes the ball out when he catches it five yards in the end zone. If the kicker is going to kick it to the five, you know, homeboy's running. Like he's full, full blast. At, like I said to you before the show too, like if this was la- going into last year and we were looking at our team like, oh, Amari Rogers is our returner. I would be thrilled about this rule. I would think it's the best thing ever. say, look, we don't have to have him possibly fumble anymore. But now they have Nixon. He, he's not going to fair catch it. He's still going to go. It really does not affect our team. It gives a little bit of a boost to a team like we were just last year for half of the season, last season of not having a returner of you kind of have that out of like, all right, I'll fair catch it on the three. We'll go to the 25, you know, like it is what it is. But now that we have Nixon, like it's not going to affect us. He's still going to take the ball out. We're still going to have those great returns, hopefully knock on wood. Uh, But I don't know. I don't think it has much of the effect as like people are, are like complaining about. And I also think it's just the off season and, fans of not just the Packers even though we definitely are big big parts of the complaining machine but I think we uh it's just the offseason people will find anything to to try to get up in arms about
1: yeah absolutely and I was saying too the only thing that like I really see a downside to the rule is like and it doesn't happen a whole lot but there is some strategy to it uh you know if you have like a personal foul that gets applied to the kickoff and all of a sudden you're kicking off from midfield you know it a lot of teams will pooch the ball, pooch kick the ball so that, you know, because your your coverage team doesn't have that, you know, far to cover then at that point. And so you just pooch the ball to like the two-yard line and then force them to return the, you know, the kickoff. Well, now that kind of eliminates that because if you ever have a personal foul that gets applied to the kickoff, like, well, of course, you're just going to call for a fair catch every time because that's going to help you with field position. So, I mean, that's really the only, like, scenario that I really thought of that I was like, that's kind of lame. Um, but also at the same time, like, how often are our personal fouls applied to kickoffs, you know, like that yeah. happens. And am I, you know.
2: am I, cra- which the answer to am I crazy is yes. Am I remembering this wrong? I should say uh, like, if there is a penalty, do they have the option of redoing the extra, like, let's say it's on the extra point. Do they have an option of redoing it from the one yard line then and going for two? Because if they yeah, do, so, I can see I could see an uptick in that. Since like the kickoff isn't gonna be much of a bonus, they could just say, ah, go go to the one, we'll go for two, see what happens.
1: Yeah, so I mean that's definitely an option. Um, you know, so you, you might see an uptick in that. But I mean I think you saw an uptick in that in general, because I think, you know, teams t- you know, teams don't view kickoffs the same way that they used to. Um and you know, you have you know I mean, you, you see so many teams going for two now in situations that, that you would just never have dreamed of, you know, 15 years ago. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, you could see a larger uptick in that, but I mean, um, yeah, that's always been something, you know, at least for the last handful of years that you've been able to do. So um, that might be something that we see more of, but um, as far as the overall rule, you know, I don't much care. It, it you know, it is what it is. Um, but Anyway, uh let's like, let's actually talk about some like real packer stuff here and when I say that, who take that statement with a grain of salt cuz we yeah, it's are it's all made
2: up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I mean I appreciate everybody listening right now because it is the end of May and I mean guys, there's there's not a whole lot going on, which can be a good thing, right? Like I mean, it doesn't mean that you have a lot of distractions. Um But uh, so, I mean, it's not like there's like some breaking news that Jimmy and I are going to discuss here on the show. But, um, you know, looking forward to this season, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. Obviously, Um, Packers are one of the youngest teams in the league. I think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. They got, what, five players over the age of 28. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. so they're extremely young. And, I mean, expectations, I feel, Jimmy, for this year should be relatively low. Um, not that, you know, the team's going to be bad, but I mean, you know, I, with how young this team is, like, I wouldn't expect, you know, if they miss the playoffs, I'm not going to be shocked, right? Like, yeah. I don't think anybody should be shocked if they miss the playoffs this year. Uh, you know, I think what you're looking for is, do you have established pieces, right? Does Jordan Love look like he can be the future for the team? Um, even if he doesn't necessarily light the world on fire, um, but we decided that we would kind of discuss if the Packers are going to make the playoffs this year, like what are things that need to happen, uh, you know, throughout the season, you know, what needs to happen this year for the Packers to be a playoff team. And I, I mean, Jimmy, I think that the obvious number one thing is, I mean, Jordan Love has got to be, you know, at least a guy. It doesn't have to necessarily be the guy, but I mean, yeah. you know, He's got to be better than Justin Fields, which, I mean, hopefully yeah. that's not too hard to do. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, that seems that seems to be the obvious one, right? Like, Jordan Love's got to play well uh, in order for this team to be a, a playoff team.
2: Yeah, 100%. And I've, in my mind, the way I see it of, like, what will make this Packers offense successful, and I know this is setting the bar – well, I guess for Jordan Love, it's actually not setting the bar low because we genuinely have zero idea what he's going to be. Like, as much as people on Twitter are like, he's going to be great or he's going to be terrible, like, both of them are talking out of their ass. Like, in reality, we legitimately have zero idea. So I think, like, a great bar of, like, what will get this Packers team to the playoffs, especially in a division where the Bears, they're the Bears, they're a joke. Congrats, you have Justin Fields, whatever. Think what you want of them. The Vikings, like, I don't know. They, they had a great season last year. They, uh not not that threatening to me. It's it's as crazy as it is the Lions are the team that you have to beat. <clears throat> and so I think like for the Packers to have a chance of winning the NFC North or sneaking in as a wild card, the Packers offense really has to look like a Jimmy Garoppolo led 49ers team from a couple years ago. Like that's really all you need in my opinion from Jordan Love. Uh, you don't need to be like you say you don't need to be the guy but you need to be a guy, a serviceable starting quarterback. And if he can do that, I, I think, and a few other things fall in place, like we'll talk about in a little bit, but the Packers will definitely have a chance to make the playoffs. You have Aaron Jones still, A.J. Dillon. Uh, Christian Watson showed at the end of last year how dynamic and explosive he can be as a wide receiver. We're only Dobbs the second year under his belt. We drafted uh, Reed in the second round. Like he – will be great in the slot. I'm convinced of that. And, like, we have the weapons at tight end now, hopefully. So as long as Jordan Love is a serviceable starting quarterback, there's a world where we can make the playoffs. That's all we need from him is just not to be terrible. And we can make it work, I think.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing is he doesn't need to turn into Patrick Mahomes year one, right? You know, I mean, just be serviceable. I really think – and, you know, this seems kind of – obvious self-explanatory but i feel like if the packers are going to be a good team this year there's a lot of pressure on the run game because i mean yeah you don't have your your three starting receivers are all coming off rookie seasons and then everybody else behind that is a rookie and i mean then your your Mm -hmm. starting tight end is josiah deguara who may not even win the starting job um no he'll be so he'll be a lot of a fullback and h back like so I don't know. Yeah. So so then you're going to have a rookie. T- you're going to have rookie tight end starting. So your pass catchers are super young. And I mean, players on offense that make big plays for you. You got two of them right now. You know that have lots of experience. That's AJ Dillon and uh, and uh, Aaron Jones. So I think the run game is going to play a big role, just in the sense that you know like, yeah, expectations can be set high for Reed and for Dobbs and for Watson and the tight ends and everything, but, like, they're kind of in the same boat as Jordan Love. They don't, like, they don't have a lot of starts under their belt, and that doesn't mean that they get an excuse to play poorly, but, like, also you have to taper expectations, especially for the rookies. And, I mean, Samari Toure, for the most part, I mean, I would have his expectations set just above the rookies. Right. Because he was a seventh round pick from last year, you know, and didn't really play much. So he's he's definitely, I think, going to see more playing time this year. But I mean, you know, expectations for the for the passing game, you know, you think the expectations are low for Jordan or should be set low for Jordan Love. I mean, you know, the receivers around him. I mean, the highest expectation is probably for Christian Watson. Um, And I mean, he's already kind of seems to have met that. Uh, But, you know, I think the run game is going to be super important this year. Like, obviously it's important every year, but like I think it's going to be even more important this year than it has been for this Packers team in the last, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years.
2: Yeah, no, that – exactly. It's going to be – everything is going to come off Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon already knows his shortcomings from last season. He quote quote tweeted – uh, someone on Twitter a bit ago saying like we know our flaws and we're working on them uh, because last year like the first half of the season there's no getting around it. He was not the same running back. He was going down on first contact a lot, which we did not see from him his first couple seasons. So uh, I'm excited to see what he does this year, but everything is going to come off of those two and we can finally see what the Packers can do with the the Shanahan favorite spot of the field of the middle of the field. So we have a quarterback now who's willing to throw there where you can see what Matt LaFleur can cook up. And I think it's going to be great. Uh, and then I was going to say, do you want to jump right into the second thing I had for uh for a playoff team? Yeah. Yeah. Jump into it. I'll say the second one, it's uh so I have two on defense and I can just hit on them both quick so we can talk about it uh, just to save time. Like the first one's singling out a player. The second one's kind of a group in general, but the first one is going to be Kenny Clark kind of returning to, not that he was bad last year or the year before. Like Kenny Clark is still one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. In my like, He's top 10, one of the best. But if he can jump back to his 2019 season, like six sacks, nine tackle for losses, he had 62 tackles uh, the most of his career. If we get that version of Kenny Clark, like we that defensive line with Rashawn Gary coming back later in the year, Preston Smith, solid starter, and Van Ness coming as whatever his role is as a rookie – like We will have a great defensive line. But part of the thing that kind of piggybacks off that, and Andy Herman talked about this on one of his pack-a-day things, I think, in the last week, is just the sophomore jump, and particularly from uh, Devontae Wyatt, which should not be hard because he was not on the field much. So get on the field already there. And then Quay Walker. Quay Walker is a freak athlete. We've seen him make such strides from the beginning of the season last year to the end. We had those two hiccups with Buffalo, and at the end of the year, against the Lions getting kicked out of those games. It's whatever. It's a rookie. He's a rook. He was a rookie. Uh overly aggressive, you can say. I don't care about that. I'd rather have a linebacker on our team finally with a little bit of edge and aggression, and I know the old Whites are going to be upset about that because they're going to say it's not how football's played. No, it is actually. Your goal is to hurt the person you're tackling. Um I think as long as those two step up our defense will, or and add Kenny Clark to that, as long as those three are making a jump this year, like I think regardless of Joe Barry or not, like our defense is going to be one to contest with. And I know I have a little bit of PTSD last year saying how we're going to be a top five defense, and clearly we were not. But we have so much damn talent on this defense that it's hard to think that we don't make the jump this year, especially with the fire being lit under Joe Barry's ass of, if you struggle this year, you are gone. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, this is his make it or break it year. So,
1: oh, but J- Jimmy, that's putting way too much credit on on Matt LaFleur in the front office. I think he could <laughs> struggle and keep his job. Um, but I, I agree. I mean, you know, obviously you want your playmakers to be playing well, but um, I would be more concerned about the secondary. Um you know, Jair Alexander is obviously a stud. Um, and last year, you know, we saw a big drop off from Rasul Douglas. You know, after he came in, you know, back half of the season of of twenty one and played well. And Eric Stokes had two surgeries done this this past off season. So, like, what is his return going to look like? And then, I mean, Jimmy, at this point, you and I would be as known as the safeties, you know, that we have <laughs> currently on the roster. I mean, one of our safeties, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner, but one of our safeties is more known for who he's married to than he is for his football talent. So yes. like, uh, you know, so I would say that my bigger question mark is that secondary because, you know, it, it, it's just, it feels like there's talent there, you know, Stokes, hopefully he can make a jump in year three Um, Jair, I would expect is going to play well, but I mean, you know, if he's, if Jair's the only good guy in the secondary, guess what? There's a lot of field that he can't cover, you know, like it's just, you know, put him on an Island. Sure. But then great. What about the other half of the field? Right. There's still
2: a lot of ocean out there. So
1: yeah, yes, exactly. Um, so I I think, you know, the, the secondary, is what I feel least comfortable about. Cause at least the front seven, like Quay Walker and Campbell, like, yeah, like they need to play better, but like, I know the talent is for sure there. Um, And same with the front set, you know, the, the the D line, like Gary and Preston, um, you know, like, you know, the talents there, Um, you know, Wyatt and, and Kenny Clark, you know, the talents there, they just need to see the field and kind of, you know, play right. Like, you know, safety for sure. Like, it's just like, I don't even know if there's talent there. Right. Like, I mean, that's, that's where, you know, like, I'm really just like, I don't know. It's, it's the easily the, the 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 biggest part of the defense where you're just like, you you know, and it's so funny because like, it felt like last year we were talking like, oh yeah, the secondary is like the best in the league. And now we're just like, we're back to like, yep, there's Jair and, Mm-hmm. six other guys that we're not sure if they can play football. So um. but that's
2: what happens. Like you, like when Stokes struggles, then gets hurt and Razul did not play up to what he did the year before. Like that's just where you are now. And then Darnell Savage on top of that. Like there's so many things that kind of fell that we were all kind of banking on last season. He uh, oh, most had a step back and now he's not on the team. Darnell was terrible last year. Got benched. Like a lot of things that we considered a lock,
3: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday podcast, we're all about look good, play good. And that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses, and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly, and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them, and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I mean, the defense, obviously, um, you got to have guys step up. And that's the thing about the defense is like, just overall, it feels like there's a lot of talent on it. But you know, if that talent's not doing anything, like that doesn't mean much, right? So, like, like you're talking, Kenny Clark coming back, Quay Walker, you know, making that that next step um, are definitely big things. Um, and I would say, Jimmy, the the one last thing, and this this seems obvious, um, but like when you have a, a young team like this. You know, it's hard to look at the schedule and say, like, oh, like, the Packers, like, these are, like, guaranteed wins, right? You know, yeah when you're a young team, like, you don't have many. But, like, and I don't mean this in, like, a disrespectful way because, I mean, you always want to show respect, especially to your division opponents. But, like, the Bears had the first pick in the draft last year. They were the worst team in the league. You know, like – and I don't like they, they may be better this year, but like, I mean, they're not going to be like division contending better. Um, yeah. So, like, the Bears are a perfect example of like, if you want to make the playoffs, like, those are just two games you have to win, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no margin for error with this team as far as like certain games, you know, like, like in the past, like, granted, we Aaron Rodgers almost never lost to the Bears. He had what, like a 24 and 5 record against them or something like that. But like, Th- those teams were so good that like, if you had a hiccup against the bears, it's like, that eh, it sucks that you lose that game, but like, you're not concerned about it. But like this yeah. year, like you, and-, and I use the bears as an example. I'm sure there are a few other games on the schedule. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure there's one or two other games on the schedule where you, you just look at it and you say, like, if you want to make the playoffs, you just can't lose that game. Cause it, it-, it- you're going to need all the wins that you can get. Um, and so the Bears are just obviously being the worst team in the league last year. They're the easiest one to think if you get to play them twice, you know. Um, so you know if, if they're gonna if they're gonna be a playoff team, I don't think they have margin for error in in certain games that they play against teams that they should beat.
2: Yeah, and like we'll see early on in the season too. Like we obviously open up the season against the Bears. Like that's gonna be because a, a, like it's tough to use division rivals too because you tend to play a little bit harder and you're just familiar with the other team. Um, right. And we saw, we've seen, we, we usually suck the first game of the year, at least the last few seasons. Uh, but then right away we jump into, we have the Falcons, the saints, like those right there are tests of like, are we better than the middle of the pack teams? Cause those, that's what they are really like Falcons middle of the pack last year added some pieces, whatever. We know that with the Saints too, added Derek Carr, like they really shouldn't be anything too troublesome to beat. Then we go into the Lions. Are we good enough to to contend with the top of the division? Then we go to Raiders and Broncos again, bottom of their division last year. So like right away in the first five six games, we're gonna. I think right there we're gonna see a lot from the team of, are you able to contend with one the bottom of the NFL, which is the Bears again. Even if they were good, I would talk shit about the Bears, but they're like unbiasedly, they're bad. So like if you can't beat them, there's a problem. And then we're going into kind of middle of the realm in the NFL, and that's going to give you just a kind of a sight of where you are. So we should we should know early on like what to expect, I think by week six for the rest of the year. Can things change? Yes. Injuries happen. Players get hot. But with a young team like this, I think you're you're going to know the trend pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and and those are actually all really perfect examples of, like, the Packers don't necessarily need to win all of those games, but, like, if you're playing, like, the Falcons, and I know it's a road game, but, like, I look at that game, like, if the Packers are any good, they should win that game. Like, the Falcons, like, Desmond Ritter, is that the starting quarterback for the Falcons this year? (laughs) Yeah, as of now, yes. Like, who is that? Like, like, truly, you know, like, that's just an example of, like, that's an example of a game that they, they probably should win. And, like, the Saints game, like, they don't necessarily need to win that. But, like, how do you – like, if, if you lose that game 27-24 and you lose on a last-second field goal, like, that sucks. But, like, you know, you you at least played with them, right? Like, you can't be having games early on where you're getting – where it's, like, clearly over by halftime, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I think that's actually – I you know – now that you put that out there, the first six weeks, I think that's a perfect schedule for the Packers in the sense that, yeah, I think they will know quite a bit uh, about their team by by week six or seven.
2: Look at that, Nick. You said I had a right opinion, and I'm going to mark this down in history.
1: Okay, it's it's not like you're talking with Todd, who doesn't everything. <laughs>
2: True. Good point. Good point. I'm just I'm a uh, trained that way to assume whoever I'm talking to thinks I'm a dumb dumb.
1: Well. <laughs> Hey, I'm trained that way too, so we get along so well. <laughs> Fair enough. So all right. Well, Jimmy, uh I mean, let's just wrap up by by saying, I mean, you know, we talked about the things that, you know, kind of need to go the Packers' way this year to be a playoff team. Uh, you know, the playoffs will start in approximately six and a half months, roughly, give or take. Um, I think I did that math right. I'm a big dumb dumb. so what would I know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> i say I don't know. But it, we'll at least know the playoff picture by that point. Well, right. So six and a half months from now, are we having a conversation about the Packers being a playoff team? This is the toughest thing
2: is when people ask me these questions of like <laughs> – because you have to completely take out your fanhood, you know, and just Absolutely. be completely unbiased. Uh, because the biasness, like the Packer fan is like, yeah, of course. NFC North sucks. NFC is completely wide open. I think as a rational NFL follower, I could see us sneaking in. I don't know. Oh, man. There's so many question marks for the Packers. I would say I think there's a good chance that we're in the conversation. I think okay. we might – I think we go into week 17, 18 – and have to win those two, and that we can make the playoffs. I think is where we're going to fall. But then I also see a world where we win the NFC North. Like it, it's it's such a big margin of just like we genuinely. And this is a weird year going into the NFL because with the Packers, it's always like we kind of know what's going to happen. We have Aaron Rodgers. This is the first time in a very long time where we genuinely don't know what the f is going on. So right. I yeah, I, mean, I would like to say there's a better chance we make the playoffs than not.
1: I'm gonna go with that. So so here's my thing is like I, I obviously I want the team to be good. I want them to make the playoffs. I'm gonna say no, and and this is this is my reasoning for it. Is I mean you laid out that the NFC North is not a great division, and the NFC is as a, as a whole is not a great conference, right? Yep. And that was true last year. And with Aaron Rodgers, they went, what, eight and nine? Yeah. And so, like, it's hard for, I mean, and maybe Jordan loves a dude. Like, I I don't know, right? Like, maybe he is, you know, the next great quarterback in the league. But, I mean, we don't know that. And it's, it's hard for me to look, you know, like, if the NFC as a whole and the NFC North was really good last year and we went eight and nine with Rodgers, okay, you know, that's one thing. But, like. I don't know. It's just hard for me to look at it and be like, we couldn't do it with a hall of fame quarterback. Like it's hard for me to believe in year one of transition, you know, that, that that's going to be different, but it, it, well, it's I guess very well-
2: I'm going to give you some, some pushback on that of, we had a hall of fame quarterback, but gen- like how interested was the NFL court or the hall of fame quarterback of being on this team? How all in was he with this team? And now we finally get to see – and I think we got to see glimpses of Matt LaFleur. But I finally – I like this is going to be the year we finally get to see why the Packers hired him. Like his his offense was the reason Rodgers came back and won those two MVPs back-to-back. Granted, he also had the chip on his shoulder with Jordan Love. But now we get to see him cook a little bit and like why the Packers hired him, how he's going to change the offense. We have the middle of the field that's open now. We won't have a quarterback hopefully checking out of every run play and throwing it. Like there's gonna be a lot of things now that are different. And Rodgers was incredible. I know there's gonna be people thinking listening to this, be like, oh, doesn't like Rogers. I love Rogers. I'm so thankful for all he did. He cashed it in last season. He was more interested in doing psychedelics off season than he was in there. And I don't blame him. They're fantastic. Not the time though when you're working and trying to win and make the playoffs. Like I don't know. I think we're gonna see a we're gonna see a different team,
1: and and I don't disagree with any of that. But I just I think it's more that you know the Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, granted, he was checked out, but he couldn't do it checked out in a bad in in a bad division in a bad conference. Um, and you just, we just don't know what Jordan Love is, right? Yeah. So it, yeah. I, I mean. Maybe by week four, Jordan Love, it's lighting the world on fire, and it's like, okay, com- opinion completely changed. But, um, you know, like the defense didn't, you know, nothing really went well for the Packers last year, which, I mean, you, you have years like that. You know, the defense didn't play well. Offense didn't play well. They had injuries. Um, but, I mean, every team has injuries, so you can't really – I never like that as an excuse. Um, but it, it's just – I mean, and the other thing is, too, is, I mean, you think about Aaron Rodgers' first year. I mean, Aaron Rodgers turned out to be a Hall of Famer. They went 6-10 and 10 in his first year as a starter, you know. Yeah. I mean, now, granted, the, the league is way different, but, I, you know, I'm just – I guess my brain is saying if I go in thinking that they're going to suck and miss the playoffs, like, if they're bad, like, I won't be disappointed, right? But yeah. if they're good, then it's, then it's just gravy, right? But, like, the worst thing you can do is go and be like, yeah, they're going to win, like, 12 games this year, and they win, like, four – and the whole season is just no fun.
2: Yeah. I think that's where we're different is I'm going in way more optimistic and you're, you're going in hoping for the best, but expecting the worst.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, that's, that's how it is. It's the my way life, to live though. Honestly, that's the best. <laughs> that's how
2: I do it. This is the one area. And I don't know why I choose this It's like the Packers is the one area where I'm like, you know what, just expect the best. And just year after year, just cutting me down. So I need to apply my other life models of just like, hey, it's just a giant ball of shit. Just expect that into this.
1: Oh, yeah. So, all right. Well, Jimmy, we've talked for 33 minutes about a whole lot of nothing in the middle of the off season. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to wrap up for the day. So uh, real quickly, people, if Jimmy want to get uh, – j- wow, uh, talking. <laughs> yeah, Drick Nick made an appearance. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, real quick, Jimmy, if people want to get in touch with you, follow any of your work, how can they do that?
2: Yeah, follow me on Twitter, Jimmy underscore C08. Also, uh, Jacob Westendorf, another packaday person, handed over the reins of Game On Wisconsin to us for some reason. So uh, follow that on Twitter as well. Having some giveaways uh, this offseason as we get closer to the real stuff. Probably not much during the dead time. And I think actually Lombardi's Bar might be making an appearance uh, in a few days, so I'll keep Ooh. that posted on Twitter as well. So Jimmy right. underscore C 8
1: you can find everything there. You should definitely go follow that uh, that uh, Twitter handle if you are a new parent, because Jimmy tweets out some of the best parenting <laughs> advice uh, that I that I that I've seen. Mm. So. Um, if you want, I mean, if, if
2: you, you want to give your kid accidental concussions on the account to follow.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, it's hard to find better, better parenting content than Jimmy. So I'll be honest uh, with
2: you guys about parenting. There's, there's that for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, so uh, as always, you can follow me at producer Nick LB. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about it. I don't have a whole lot going on. So uh, thank you again for spending part of your Memorial Day weekend with us, um, all six of you. If there's more than six of you, again, thank you. But uh, we understand it's Memorial Day weekend. You're out, hopefully having fun, doing, uh, you know, doing some fun stuff with the long weekend. So we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to two idiots talk about a whole lot of nothing with package. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. And as always, Go Pack Go! We'll <laughs>